from Variety, celebrating more than 117 years covering the business of entertainment. This is the Award Circuit Podcast. It, it, it's winning every time, whether I win or not. That's like, that's gravy. I don't, at this point, it's all good. I, I won Tuesday morning at 541. I won, you know, because my song was called out of five songs, out of hundreds of songs. Every one of, every, every one of us won. Diane Warren continues to be a rock star. She also continues to be the most nominated songwriter in Oscar history to never actually win the prize. I'm Clayton Davis. On this episode of the award-winning Variety Award Circuit podcast, we're talking to Diane Warren about her 14th Oscar nomination, this time for applause, her song from the film Tell It Like a Woman, which is performed by Sophia Carson. Also on this episode, a chat with Oscar-nominated cinematographer Mandy Walker from the film Elvis. But first, on the Award Circuit Roundtable, we're digging into this year's Oscar nominations and all the snubs and surprises. It's all next on this edition of the Variety Award Circuit Podcast. Stay close. Look alive, everyone. I'm Michael Schneider from Variety, along with Janelle Riley, Jazz Don't tell me what to do. and Clayton Davis. Um, believe it or not. Hello. Nothing happened. Show week. No news. <laughs> nothing to talk about. Going to be the shortest roundtable ever because there is nothing to dissect whatsoever. But but seriously, folks, OMG, it's all here. It's finally time to break it down. The nominations are in for the 95th Academy Awards. Woohoo! That's Yay. the part where you guys are supposed to sound excited. Yeah, <laughs> it's here. Still too tired to sound excited. You're all still tired. Uh, you know, it's the thing we complain about every time, which is why do they still do this in the 5 a.m. hour on the Pacific Coast? It's not. It's not 1995 anymore. It's the 95th Academy Awards, but you know, it's you, you don't have to do it for the morning shows the way maybe you once did, right? Because there's no reason. There's no. no reason to keep this archaic tradition. Well, Clayton, Clayton had a good point is why not make it a primetime special? That's right. You it's do right it. there. It's right yeah. there for right the taking. You right sell there. it. You have like a musical guest maybe midway through. You make it like a special uh, and, and you get a sponsor. You make some extra money. You do like extra money. Uh, right, Academy? Right, uh, ABC? So next year, hosted and then by. Everyone can talk about it the next day. <laughs> and hosted by Clayton Davis, by the way. <laughs> And, I, be, and I, I would be so much more upbeat and 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 able to give coherent thoughts than at three thirty in the morning, right? Because your call time was what two a.m. Right? No, my, my call time was was three thirty. I got up at two thirty. Well, it was rough. But it was uh, in Mike's neck of the woods, so it took me like fourteen minutes to get there. And normally, if I drive to Mike's house, it takes like an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah. When but are then, you driving <laughs> to Mike's house? Oh, you know, we we hang out on weekends. We, we do our, we do our own podcast separate yeah. from all of this. <laughs> do it. Um, and then uh, then I had to drive from Mike's area to the office, and then I experienced what Mike experiences yep. every week, and that yep. is hell on earth. Yeah, welcome to my life. Sorry, but, man, but uh, we have to negotiate helicopters in the next uh, round of you know contracts, jetpacks. See if we can get that jetpacks, which I believe, uh, you know. PMC is maybe negotiating. Maybe oh. uh, that, that, that's the future. It'd be great. So it all happened. Um, I guess maybe first a couple of quick takeaways, then we'll, we can kind of dive into to the categories. But Ooh, uh, takeaways. 
So as as you've had time to digest uh, the news, what what are you thinking about today, Clayton? Uh, so actually, my column this week, which will be out by the time you're listening to this, so we can talk about it now. One uh, at four take big takeaways was money. This was in the top five of highest grossing collective average uh, best picture nominees in the last twenty five years. Uh, last. 25 years ago with Titanic, which had the highest at 199 average box office. Um, and then the Green Book year was number two, which I don't think anyone ever really puts that together that Green Book year collectively had made a lot of money, but that's also Black Panther also. So a big part of that, that helps yeah. there. Um, and then here we are now with this year helped by Avatar, Top Gun, Elvis, everything everywhere. Everyone, everyone showed up. So that was that. Uh, another big takeaway was aging nothing but a number because we nominate 60 year olds and 70 year olds and 90 year olds and it's in and, and major categories. And it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good. It makes me think about, uh, uh, Jennifer Coolidge's, uh, Coolidge's, uh, speech at Critics Choice ain't over to your dead. <laughs> so I'm really, I'm really excited by, by that. And then, um, all the first timers. Uh, 16 of the 20 acting nominees are all first time nominees. Best actor, all first time nominees, first time since 1934. That's crazy. Wow. Well, 1934, they were, yeah, of course they were all time first time nominees. Well, well, it was, by the way, when the, when the Academy expanded from three to five nominees. So yeah, so in it's, in the age of five nominees, we've never had it. And then the last bit was, um, Academy, you're welcome for the gift of having the five biggest acts that you can program an entire ceremony around. Don't mess it up. We, Mike and I programmed it in 30 seconds, like literally 30 (laughs) seconds. We were standing there talking to each other and we came up with it. You start with not do, not do. You go into Sophia Carson, your mid, uh, middle of the show, you get David Byrne. You close out with Gaga and Rihanna. People will watch the entire time. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. I'm very right. upset. Good afternoon was not nominated. Same. They blew but it. I'm I'm here for the opening of Natu Natu right, and ending right. with Rihanna yeah. and Gaga. Like, come on. Open open with a big Bollywood like huge number. Just uh, like we're here. Bring some tigers out on stage. Maybe 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 it's the tigers that end up slapping uh, this year. It's 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 more of a mauling that happens early. <laughs> in the show. Can you imagine? celebrating the craft of like visual effects computer you know have some amazing thing yeah so yeah so you do that but yeah this is but but this is what a great like just lineup of of musical guests but but overall i think the academy and abc have got to be thrilled that you do have all of all of this populist talent and you know people that uh nominees that people want to see movies that people have seen songs music from artists that people adore uh it could be a pretty good show could be a great show hopefully they will act accordingly because yeah. that's all we can that's all we can pray for right is that they do the right thing uh no pun intended um <laughs> uh and then yeah and then there were the the gasps of andrea riseborough changing the landscape of awards campaigning forever because I love the spirit of it. Like 
self-fund your own campaigns if you think you 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 deserve it. I think like we we need to see more of that. And we've seen some of that before. Uh and Dow did it the year of compliance. Um Sally Kirkland, I guess sort of there's like Oh right. Some, Anna. Things. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. Um and there's been a lot over over the years. We've never seen it take off in this way. And this campaign really focused on just the Oscars. So we only heard about it right before voting started and during voting. Um, unfortunately, it came at the expense of Viola Davis and Danielle Deadweiler. Either that's assuming that Andrew Riseborough was five or whatever the case may be, because not, you know, whatever. But the fact that we don't have Viola Davis and Andrew, uh, Viola Davis and Danielle Deadweiler so pronounced in a category where we, where many of us thought we were going to have more women of color than not. The Viola Davis one is a stunner because in addition to, you know, being Viola Davis and freaking amazing in the movie, um, the movie and her have been doing pretty well this season. Like it, it, right. it came up empty at the Oscars, which is very strange to me. Daniel Deadweiler, um, obviously deserved to be nominated. I was a little concerned that maybe not enough people had seen the movie. Um, I always hesitate to, I, I don't blame Andrea Riseborough. Um, she fully deserves the nomination. She's fantastic in Two Leslie. Um, I wish that that those two things didn't go hand in hand. Hmm. Yeah. I I think I was shocked by the Viola of it all. Yeah. Um, because like you said, she had every precursor and people loved that performance. And we um, know they saw their movie. The movie did well. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And well, she was th- th- that's where I I I don't know if I uh, this is this is like weird. I think this year, and it's it's really hard to articulate because I've been wanting to kind of do a piece on it. But every movie that referenced women this year, she said, "Woman King," "Woman," t- "Women Talking," struggled to like gain traction. Like you mean just and, in the title. I mean, I think. I mean, like, I think you can go from a marketing perspective. Like, yeah, titles. I think maybe have a lot more meaning now than ever, but. The amount of conversations I had with people that saw those movies as homework and not like, so the, uh, here's a better example. Definitely more than five times have I had to explain to someone that Woman King was an action film. Right. And not that, a slave epic. To your point, like the homework of it all. And this goes back to Danielle too, was that like, I had to explain that. They were like, it's a homework film, so I'm going to go and watch Elvis or Top Gun again for the 10th time rather than watch this story. And I'm like, no, it's not what you think. Like, there was a lot of I think that this film is about that. But and we, I mean, it made a, almost $100 million at the box office. So we know people did see it. Consumers. But academy members, I guess voters. that is that the voters, yeah. That I think it but basically and this is just me conversations around on the way, it was tracking really well with BAFTA groups, like in Europe, which was surprising because we always say that BAFTA can never get on board with people of color in their voting groups. And then Viola got everything ev- like she got every televised precursor that you need to, and then Miss Oscar in the end. Um, and I remember being a little worried about her because I, I had said on a, on a, on someone else's space, on a Twitter space that Viola, her 
She was most nominated Black woman in history. She has four nominations, but she's never been the sole representation for her movie. Like, her movie's always doing something else or getting other acting nominations. She's never been the sole thing. And not saying that that is necessarily connected, but there's a finite number of Meryl Streep's in that way that, like, can just continuously be the only thing you ever get for your movie. Uh, the, the Academy... The, the, that's why Brian Tyree Henry is the most probably on paper one of the most shocking things of the day because that movie was doing nothing outside of him. They watched it just for that, and I guess Jen in in theory maybe that tells us Jen was a lot closer than than we think. Oh, I think but, she was. Yeah. yeah, she probably was. I also think I've said it all along. If you actually do watch Causeway, it's really hard not to vote for Brian, right? So it's just a matter of people seeing it. And, and, and he's great. He's, he's definitely one of those purity choices. Also, like, you know, Eddie, Eddie Redmayne missed and yeah. Good Nurse also wasn't yep. doing anything outside of him. So, but that, he that got, was, he also got every televised precursor, I think. Uh, so. He missed Globe. I think he got Critics. No, I he missed he Critics Choice. Globe. No, he missed Critics Choice. Yeah, he got, wow. he missed Globe. I mean, yeah, he missed Critics Choice. He got Globe and SAG and BAFTA. Um, but, uh, yeah, Paul Meskel is a Oscar nominee today. <laughs> That's he's great. by, I think, by the way, I didn't like peep this before. Um, he's got to be one of the younger best actor nominees in history. I need to check really quick because he's, he's like, 26. He's, four, he's 14 so years that's, old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Adrian Brody was when he won, right? Because I feel like Adrian Brody was like 27 when he won. Uh, Paul is, well, Wendy, right. Paul is, ooh, no, he just missed. The top ten because we have four twenty-six year olds in the seven through ten spot. <laughs> um which are James Dean the second time, because they still count his age, what he would have been on that day. Uh Ryan Gosling, Orson Wells, and Heath Ledger. They're like twenty-six and three hundred and two days and all that stuff. So I think I think um Paul's close to twenty-seven. But still very young. I'm, 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 uh-huh. it's, it's shocking that he did it without the movie doing anything else. Cause I thought, I would have thought it got screenplay or something else. Yeah. I thought it would too. pop up in there too. Yeah. And that's the, going back to Viola. Sorry, but it is huge. Um, when you said, you know, she's never been the sole representation. I really thought the movie would do a lot better overall. It's very yeah. strange. And that, and that's what also sucks a lot about it. Cause that movie just getting blanked and it's like not, saying that they didn't try they tried so hard <laughs> like it was gina was everywhere every, like everywhere mm-hmm. it, it's just it, it is one of those things during an award season and i i, I, I you, we see it time and time again i even saw it with like power of the dog like there's nothing that netflix could have done differently to make that win best picture sometimes you do everything right and it just doesn't it doesn't yeah. get there it becomes it becomes a hindsight revisit in 25 years, people will be like, what were you guys thinking at the time? And then we can, you know, self-shame. But sometimes it's just not, it's just, you just can't get it going. I will tell you my other gasp moment was Claudia Miranda missing for cinematography and top Oh, gun. dear Jesus. When I that say the crazy. noise that came out of my mouth. <laughs> I, was, I don't know why I'm laughing, but I can't, my I, jaw. I, like, I... Him and Alexandre Desplat missing score. Two people I thought were going to win their categories missing yep. was pretty legit. Like, oh, damn. Um, 
Top Gun, that was, was funny because Top Gun did the exact number of nominations I thought it was going to do. I had it missing song and it got, and it missed, mm-hmm. and it missed cinematography and got in song. So now I don't know. So, I mean, I know we were talking earlier about like, uh, who we think could win best picture. Everything everywhere doing 11 has for, has made the internet believe that it's over. But we, <laughs> but we've all been here many, many times. Mm-hmm. And, and like you mentioned, Clayton, this is a long, long, the meme. longest. Yeah. The, 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 this next phase is, is going to be going on for a while. Uh, I want to, if, if we're still on actors, I want to talk about the Judd Hirsch of it all because him getting in, um, but not that he's a Fableman's co-star, Paul Dano or Dano. I'm sorry. I don't, yeah. I always forget which one it is. It's Dano, I think. Um, um yeah, but Judd, Judd had the, you know, he had the meteor scene, I guess. Yes. And it, listen, the switcheroo is, is, is not very common. Um, and why I say the switcheroo, like when one co-star takes place of, a, of, a, of another. Especially after Judd missed SAG. It was just like... Yeah, that's like, the thing. Yeah, it's Paul it, got SAG and Judd didn't, so... And, and that's where you're like, oh, okay, so then, yeah, I guess it's time for Paul to have his moment. But yeah, Judd finally broke the Henry Fonda record that's been living and breathing for so long, the longest gap between first and second nominations. It's now over. Judd Hirsch has it 42 years between Ordinary People and... Now the Fablemans, uh, Henry Fonda had 41 years. Wow. Uh, between On Golden Pond and Grapes of Wrath. So he's wow. won wow. something good for, for already. Uh, listen, Kiyu Kwan feels like the lockiest of locks that ever locked in a award season. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Judd Hirsch slightly scares me a little bit because of the veteran vote thing we've seen happen before in history. I'm thinking of uh, the Alan Arkins. I'm thinking of uh, the James Coburns. Sometimes like they're like, we love you. The courting always goes weird. I shouldn't say always, but if something weird is going to happen, it's usually in supporting. Yeah. And he's the second oldest nominee ever. Wow. In that category. He's he's 87. He's one year behind where Christopher Plummer was when he got nominated for All the Money in the World. Mm-hmm. I almost said All the Money in the Bloodshed. Which is a good sub sub quote for that movie. Yeah. Um yeah, so I am slightly like nervous, but I still think he is the one like even if you thought that everything everywhere wasn't gonna do it in picture, I feel like your one takeaway is Kiyu Kwan. You know, looking back, yeah. it's surprising to me that Stephanie Shu wasn't considered a lock from the start. You know, uh, she she ultimately got in at SAG. She ultimately got in at the Oscars. She's such the breakout performance of that movie. I wonder why people underestimated her for so long. I was <laughs> like, part of me was just afraid to believe because everyone was so mm. focused on Jamie Lee Curtis. But like when she showed up yesterday, I was like, yeah, that's that's the way it was always going to be. You know what? Like even with because she only missed Globe the entire like televised, right? Run, which has no overlap. Which has no overlap, yeah. and it was still hard for people to believe. It, I, I'm included in this too. Like, I don't get nice things. Like, <laughs> like I thought. I think. I think she should be winning this category on. Like, if I was voting, because I think Stephanie Shu is incredible in the, in the movie. And when I first saw it, I was like, Oh my god, Jamie Lee Curtis didn't get everything, and Stephanie Shu is going to get ignored because we see that all the time. Like, mm-hmm. That we see it a lot, and once in a while. They go, here, Jennifer Tilly, join Diane Weiss in Bullets Over Broadway. 
Oh, and have a Jennifer great, is so good in that. She is. Oh, it's fancy. <laughs> she's fantastic in it. But they don't do that yeah, very often. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was. It was very. I'm very, very happy for her. Um, uh, but uh, Angela Bassett. I mean, listen, Queen Ramonda. Like it's it's my it's my Will Smith thing from last year. Like mm. my heart. Like if I was voting, I would have voted for Andrew Garfield. I think he was actively the best in the category. But I wanted Will Smith to win for the reasons that predated the slap obviously uh and it's the same thing right now like i'm like my heart is with stephanie shoe but i want angela bassett to like well that category you can't go wrong i mean i'm gonna be happy for whoever wins i think i think (laughs) um (laughs) just because i we got up at like you know 4 a.m to write snubs and surprises i just want to recap a couple of the other big ones um decision to leave uh, mm-hmm. completely left out after winning the Palme d'Or and Best Director at the Cannes Film Festival. Um, in the song category, you said we got five great ones, but they also, that means they left out Taylor Swift, Selena Gomez, and Pinocchio, Chow Papa, which had been doing pretty well on the circuit, I think. Yep. Yeah, Chow Papa um, was, uh, was pretty big. Yeah, big yeah. Um, and then I guess sort of on the surprise side, uh, you know, we were worried that Joseph Kaczynski wouldn't get in for Top Gun, even though he made DGA. But of course, Triangle of Sadness did pretty well getting both a screenplay and a best director nomination. Um, but not for Dolly De Leon, which I know we all wanted. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the toughest, uh, pills to swallow to, uh, when, I, when we were doing final predictions. I had Triangle of Sadness doing picture director and screenplay exactly what it did with no Dolly. And you always look at stuff on paper. You're like, how does that not, that doesn't make sense. You don't do those three and you leave Dolly out of that. And then it was just like, yeah, in this year we have supporting actress that's buffing, like with, with, with talent. Uh, you sometimes you just get that big, I, I think she was close for sure. I, um, yes. Yeah. But, uh, but, but yeah, it, but it, but it was, it was sad to see, but listen, record number of Asians nominated and acting most in history surpassing 2003. It's a good world to, uh, to live in. And then, uh, Daniel Kwan first, uh, I'm sorry, third Asian to do the trifecta to pull a hat trick picture director and screenplay. Yeah. Wow. He's, al- he's also very young. He is a infant. As well. <laughs> yeah, obviously the other was um Bong Joon Ho and Chloe Zhao. Who oh, did yes, four. Of Yay. You always forget the most recent one because yeah, no, like, it's oh. so true. It's <laughs> like, so true. Like it, it was funny. I wrote something last year and I was like, only one woman is one direct for, with Jane Campion. I was like, only one woman's one director it was Catherine Bigelow. Like Chloe Zhao won last year. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, which leads us to no female filmmakers nominated in Best Director Ugh. this year. In a year when you had Gina, Prince, Bythewood, Charlotte Wells, Sarah Pauly, really too bad. That was painful. I mean, and it expected, but then when you see it in real time, you're like, damn. Yeah. But, but women yeah. talking in Best Picture saved the Academy's life because people well, were two pounds. Because then it would have been no movie directed by a woman either in the top category. But just a little shout out, you know, there are women directors within animated feature and documentary feature. So we like we can give thumbs up where they are but top categories they're missing and and so polly got a uh, screenplay nomination so so she is a without hildor without hildor that was pretty surprising yeah uh another kind of like nerdy uh i I don't know if you call this snub or not but 
All Quiet on the Western Front doing so well, landing nine nominations, including Best Picture. A little surprising that it missed film editing, which is quite often linked to, you know, Best Picture nominations. Uh, yeah. And then it also, I mean, it also missed, um, cinematography. Uh, uh, it missed something substantial. It got oh, and, well, and director, obviously, it missed because people, a lot of yeah. people thought it was going to be Edward Berger for that fifth spot, but I mean, would not was... have surprised me. I mean, well, that's, and, and, and that's the thing too. When you have 10 best picture nominees, you're naturally five of them are always going to be snubbed in, in all these different other categories. So it's yeah. just the, the nature of the beast. Yeah, I mean, it it was um, it was very interesting. Like, and it did prop. get in for cinematography. Sorry, I misspoke. Yeah, it, it definitely missed some uh, editing. Probably was it was editing director. It has no uh, acting category nominations. Um, but yeah, it being the second most nominated film is pretty surprising. You know, um, considering like where the the whole season has 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 shaped up. You know, it's hard to um find where big misses are going to happen i think also um back to pinocchio for a second it seemed like such a runaway for pinocchio an animated feature and i still think it wins right now but it's a much more fair fight like and a more level fight between pinocchio and marcel the shell because pinocchio has no other nominations outside the category now which is what was right. given at the edge and I believe when now voting opens to everyone and you're going through animated feature and there's this 88 minute long movie with a little shell <laughs> that steals your heart, <laughs> it might be an upset brewing. I don't know. I never count out Disney and Turning Red. So <laughs> I was just going to say yeah, that. Right? Turning Red because... has, just been, has just been quietly there and quietly beloved. And I would not be surprised to see it. Come in and snatch it. Oh, I don't know if you saw this uh, little stat uh, I, I wrote about. Um, with Domi Shi now nominated uh, for Turning Red, it is the 10th consecutive year that an Asian has been nominated in animated feature. Hmm. This is the only, this is the longest run of Asian representation in any category ever. A decade long wow. run. That's a fun stat, Clayton. It is fun. I'm 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 full of fun, useless stats that do nothing for you unless that you're is a use. Maybe. That is a useful stat, Clayton. It's don't, too bad don't they sell take up, Yeah, and it's too bad they take up space in your brain because you might forget how to drive or something. I know, like I, the stuff I know that, like you know, I just hope one day I'll be able to tell you like <laughs> what the eighth planet is. That, that I'm just saying that there, that no one knows about planets anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pluto's still a planet. I'm still calling it a planet. <laughs> um, um, it's it's Uranus, right, Clayton? Yeah, it is exactly. Um, actually, um, the la- the last um bit I want to talk about that we didn't discuss was now with everything everywhere being the most nominated movie, eleven. Mm-hmm. Who? Do, so I guess I was talking about this. Who is the number two? Like, what is the number two? Because I feel like that is what is getting muddied. And my feeling has always been, like the year of Nomadland and why Nomadland was running away with it, no one could agree on the number two. So since that wasn't an agreement, then there is no number two. Because in La La Land year, we knew what number two was. Mm. It was Moonlight. And then Moonlight did it. So if we can't agree on what number two is, then there is no number two. And then it's just everything everywhere. So what are your thoughts there? I think it's... Well, no, never mind. You go ahead. <laughs> no, I keep shifting. Yeah. Between 
Look, I mean, like the Fablemans is right there. It's Steven Spielberg. It's, it's you know, the, you you can't. There's there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. It's got these great performances. Michelle Williams it's made brilliant. it into Best Actress, yeah. by the way. Yeah, which is great. Um, it's great across the board. You can't argue with any of those crafts. Here's where my my moments go from. Tar got in for editing. I don't know if it's a right. So it's like, don't underestimate. Tar overperformed. Tar overperformed for sure. It got cinematography right. Cinematography and editing. And every everywhere it landed in a lot of places where we didn't think it would land. And then Elvis is popular, even though Baz didn't get director, which we were kind of you know. I don't know. Like, that's about, the thing. I, I mean, don't know. Banshees. And there's Banshees. Banshees is right there. Banshees <sighs> didn't well. get cinematography, which really bums me out. So, but tied for, you know, second place. By the way, can we just talk about in hindsight and how weird it is that Banshees could never get arrested in the cin- in cinematography? And it yes, seemed like such an easy pickup. Yeah. film, yes. Because, by the way, cinematography, now that Top Gun's not there, the only film that's nominated for Best Picture and has ASC is Elvis. Elvis. By Which Mandy Walker. Mandy. Yeah. So, but I having I don't think I'm about to say that Elvis is about to win cinematography, which I guess maybe it could in theory, but then we have to look to films that didn't get ASC. And there have been two films in history that have won the Oscar without ASC, and that was Pan's Labyrinth and Glory. That's Wait. going way back. Wait, but Pan's Labyrinth didn't win. Oh, you mean you mean in cinematography? Only? Yeah, it won cinematography, oh, so but didn't yes, get nominated okay. for ASC. <laughs> so, my I mean, also those is... Banshees nominations are all pretty big ones. You know, not not to you know, yeah, but like but, yeah, four the... acting nominations. And but but what's super weird about that is Banshees is also going to be one of those movies that could win maybe four. Like you told me, it won four, like something or three. I probably believe you. But if you told me it won nothing, I'd also believe you because I don't think it's – I think it's maybe number two in two categories, and that's picture and screenplay, <laughs> which is weird. I am not counting out Colin. I'm not counting out um, uh, either of the supporting actors, although a lot of people really love Barry. I mean, Here purity again, vote, yeah. which is probably what's ruining it for Brennan Gleeson. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know it's, if anything's ruining it for Brendan. He seems to be having a great time. No, he's ruining it for <laughs> Brendan. He hates it. No, he's being great. I'm so glad that Brendan Gleeson's an Oscar nominee today. I know, right? <laughs> if he for deserves. everything else, I can just say Brian Tyree Henry and Brendan Gleeson are Oscar nominees. Yeah, uh, Brian. I cannot believe like he actually pulled it all. I get. It makes me so happy. I so his happy. reaction too was the best, wasn't it? Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. He, he started screaming in an elevator. And he thanked the man who gave him a hug rather than <laughs> run away. It, it, it's it's a good world to live in. Yeah. But, you know, we're we're still trying to figure it out. Um. All right. So, wait. So, your thoughts are you don't know who number two is either. And we're just like, we, we're all, I mean, we don't know, no, but it's probably one of four other movies, well, which is <laughs> Banshee's Fableman's uh, Tar. And I still, I'm still not getting on Top Gun yet. Like I'm still, I, I still think that movie could do it. It just now, yeah, it, no. t- well, it, it now took off a win from its night. Well, two things. One, as I keep hearing this in my head, um, I did my first ever gaming tournament, and I came in second place in a Splendor tournament. And I just remember being like so excited, and the person actually saying to me, "Second place doesn't matter." 
(laughs) I'm kind of like, I don't know why I want to overthink, but like, usually just because, okay. And you know, I love everything everywhere all at once. So I'm not, you know, I would, I would love to see it go all the way just because it's the leader in nominations doesn't necessarily mean it's the lock for best picture. Like, haven't we seen this before where uh, the movie gets the most nominations yeah. and doesn't necessarily the ex- win? In the expanded yeah. era since 2009, the movie that had the most nominations has won best picture only four times. Yeah. So last time was Shape of Water. So again, like, I, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know what's first. I don't know what's second. We still got a long ways to go. <laughs> um, I Ask still us think in it's a couple game. weeks. <laughs> yeah. Couple months, more likely. Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah. So, well, but we digress. I think I, I think, uh, <laughs> I think we, we ended on uh, my year of dicks. Oh, which is very, <laughs> which is really good. By it the way. is really good. By the way, I'm yeah. so glad that I I, yeah. I pulled. I had it all like as soon as a uh, short list came out, and I saw it. I had it predicted, and it took out in the end. Stop second guessing yourself when you're predicting stuff. But it's actually such a good movie, and I actually think people are going to be curious to watch it, and then it might be uh, a little sneaker. Yeah, if you watch it, it, it's 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 very sweet and interesting. And um, how much fun was it having the Oscar nominations just with an audience and hearing the reactions rather than just not that's why having do it do it in prime time. That's like By the what, way, what we said. Uh Mike, I don't know if you realize this, but the creator and writer of My Year of Dicks, um, Pamela, I, I think it's Ribbon or maybe it's Rabone, um, one of the original recappers not- for television without pity. I, I hope it's not Rabone. <laughs> Michael. Ooh. Um, I, well, one last bit of, of Oscar trivia I just got to say real quick. Tom Hanks and Kate Blanchett are both in two Best Picture nominees, right? Or, or in one each, Elvis and Tar. Yes. They now have appeared in 10 Best Picture nominees in history, second most uh, for any actors are tied with DiCaprio and Nicholson. Only Robert De Niro is ahead of them with 11. Mm. So oh. somebody's gonna break it soon. More fun facts. Cake's also in Pinocchio too. Oh, not not made for best picture though. This is true. true. Never yeah. mind. Mike, that. Were, Mike, were you a television without pity fan? Yeah, back in the day. I thought okay. they I mean they they pioneered sort of the recapping yeah. as as we know it now. Um and yeah, it was sad to see that go. And I don't even think their uh archives are available anymore. Oh, that's dude. They were very, very funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh early yeah, days so. of the internet. Shout out to Pamela. That is fa- yeah, yeah. That, that is a that is a nice fun fact, Janelle. So see Janelle bringing it with the fun facts as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I, I do, had more than four hours of sleep, there would be so much more of that. Well, we have many more weeks of chatting about this race to come here. So more time to conjure up more fun facts. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> on that note, uh, get some sleep, everyone. Rest up, take your vitamins, because uh, we're going to be doing this till March. Um, oh, and by the way, Emmy season starting. FYI, Emmy <laughs> season is starting. So look alive, everyone. I <laughs> love Emmy season. It never ends. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Bye. After the break, Oscar nominee Diane Warren. From Los Angeles, this is the Award Circuit Podcast. And we're back. It's the Variety Award Circuit Podcast, and I'm Clayton Davis. Diane Warren received an honorary Oscar this year 
after 13 nominations that have not yet yielded a statuette. However, she's not bitter about it in the slightest. Each time she's nominated, which she is again, with her 14th career nom for the track Applause from Tell It Like a Woman, it feels like just the first time. Recognize who you are sometimes. I know it's so hard, but you shine. You're a supernova superstar. We sit down with Warren to talk about her stunning career as a songwriter, who's worked with the talents of Cher, Lady Gaga, and Aerosmith. She discusses which time she thought she should have won, and plays the game, Who Beat Diane? We began by talking about finding the joy in a song hitting high on the music charts. There's joy everywhere. Look, I have a song called Only Love Can Hurt Like This that Paloma mm-hmm. Faith does. It's like one of the biggest TikTok songs like ever. Mm-hmm. And so it's maybe my biggest hit because it, it, it's so massive. And it was a song that came out like eight years ago and was a big hit in the UK for Paloma Faith, who nobody knows really outside of um, the UK and a couple other territories. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how it got this other life, but it became this monstrous, still a giant record, mm-hmm. you know, that, and so I, I I love seeing these you know videos that people make and of of, of doing cover versions mm-hmm. in their room and their places I'll never go to and people I'll never meet but yet a song I wrote reached them and touched them and people are making these videos and some are pretty emotional to to a song I wrote and, yeah. that, and that and so that that's more important than a chart number yeah you know because that that means your song is really is really getting getting through and really resonating. Now, uh, uh, that seems to be what, what applause is doing right now. It's it's resonating with people too, like, and that's that's a good, really good feeling. Uh, I want to ask you about uh, is because they're they are related. Movie theaters right now are hurting. I know, uh, and I hate yeah, that. Yeah, hate and, that. And, I, and I say and I say hurting because I think I think it's. It's people like use this salacious, like they're dying. I, no, I don't think, I don't they, think, I don't they're, think they're dying. I don't you think know they're what? dying either. Put something in a theater that someone really wants to see. They'll go see it. You know, yeah. I mean, I, what if they, if you build it, they'll come, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I mean, I feel so bad for, because it's like you don't want to see them go the way of the record store. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like what's better than going into a theater and having someone cough and give you COVID? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like yeah. yell and talk and throw their food on the floor. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, but, but that, that communal experience of, of, you know, going to a movie theater is, is so cool. Yeah. It's just like, uh, like it can't be replicated on a, on a TV screen. And then, like, because I I remember seeing Armageddon in a in, yeah. a, in a movie theater, and yeah. 
I don't had a good song in it. I know, yeah, very good, very <laughs> great song in it. And I, 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 I want to say maybe that did the music video come before the song was the, the movie yep. came out. Yeah, yeah, because those were the days that the music videos preceded. Yeah, the movie. I just remember when it's done right. Yeah, yeah and I, I remember watching it, and like there is just a huge difference of sitting in a movie. Yeah. And then and then you hear the song yeah. that so, uh, an artist writes then watching the music video home at, on yeah, MTV. Yeah, it's, it's not the same, man. And especially now people are watching on their phone or, mm. or something. Like you want that – especially a movie like that where, you know, you have to kind of be immersed in it. Yeah. So I, I, I honestly hope it gets better. Yeah. For for the theaters, you know, they we need them. Yeah, uh, I want to go back because uh, you talked about nothing's going to stop us now. Nineteen eighty seven, your first Oscar nomination yeah. for a mannequin. Yeah, about a uh, guy fucking a mannequin. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it was uh, it was all uphill from there. Yeah, like, yeah. it was awesome. What, what Diane Warren would bring <laughs> us. Um, can you can you take me back to that morning? That Oscar. I okay, don't know. See, I don't, it wasn't like this though, because I mean, I, I remember finding out that we got nominated, but I don't think it was waiting up at five in the morning or anything like that. They didn't say all the nominees on TV, so no. it would have to be like in a press release or the newspaper. Yeah, right? someone maybe called. I I, I just remember. I, I don't. I mean, God, I can't remember what I did two weeks ago, but mm. but I remember being really excited. But like, I don't remember any of the any screenings and things like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, it wasn't like it days. wasn't like it is today. No. Oh. Um, th- that was your first Oscar ceremony that you have been to. So yeah. take me back. So what is your first Oscar ceremony like? Uh, yeah, I, I have a picture of it. It looks like it's in the, you know, in the 1800s. <laughs> it's like so all these other ones are in black and white and then that one's in, I mean, are in color and that's in black and white. I'm just trying to think who I went with. I just can't remember. I mean, you know, it's weird. The more, more of the memory in my mind was my first Golden Globes, which mm. was two years before that I went with my dad, mm. you know, and my dad, um, I just remember sitting at the table. I was I was I was nominated for Rhythm of the Night, mm-hmm. and I remember Ed Bagley Jr. was sitting at the ta- at our table. And my dad took his napkin and wrote my acceptance speech on it, oh. and I'll never forget that. Like that's like <laughs> but he wrote, he, he wrote he goes, it. You're gonna win, and here's mm-hmm. your. I'm writing this out for you, and um, but I didn't win. But uh, I'll never forget that. Do you still have the napkin? I wish I did. Mm-hmm. I wish I did. I remember my dad came to pick me up at my apartment, and I kind of lived like a pig at the time. And he mm-hmm. goes, "I can't. I'm waiting in the car. <laughs> it's too disgusting in here." <laughs> how does how does uh, so you, you you go to that first Oscar ceremony, and it's the 60th, by the way, 60th ceremony. Oh my We're God. now at 95, 35 years, 35 ago. years See, I, later. God, I was four years old. <laughs> yeah, so so young and youthful, and that was hosted yeah. by Chevy Chase that year. Wow. I, that ceremony, I, I, look, I had to look that up. I was like, who hosted? Um, wow. But looking as you've gone through these years, like I mean, you go to that first Oscar ceremony. I, there had to be a feeling of this is it. Like 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 I'm probably done after this. Like like there's like how can it get any better? And then you I just, just remember getting- being excited, and it's really weird. I don't have a. I don't remember. The whole, the whole thing. Some, I mean, do you remember yeah. do you, who you sat next to, maybe? Or, or no, I, I'm pretty. I went with Albert, mm-hmm. um, but I don't remember. You know, thinking I was going to win or anything. Yeah. You know, good. That's good. Yeah, that's yeah, good. <laughs> and it stayed with me. <laughs> um, it would be nine years before you would return. Yeah. With uh, because you loved me from yeah. up close and personal. Right. Um, another one of your. Biggest hits by one of the greatest singers of, of of our t- 
time. Absolutely. Um, I remember you and I had a conversation. I asked you, have, have there been any ceremonies that you really thought you were going to win? And you, and you said there were two. And yep, that was one of, one of them. And that's one of them. That's one of them. And I went with Clive Davis mm, to you? Clive as my date, right? And, I, and, and um, I remember that was the one I really thought I was going to win. Mm. And hosted by Billy Crystal, by the way. So that's a Billy yes, Crystal. Billy ceremony. Crystal was awesome, right? He was like the a, best host. That's a good ceremony. That's a really that was good great. One. And, and then, you know, until I didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have fun And then anymore. we went to Jerry's Deli and I ate like – I remember eating two orders of French fries. I was drowning my sor- – I love French fries. Yeah, I life, do too. So not, nothing better to drown your sorrows in. That's – yeah. And the other one, of course, was, you know, till it happens to yeah. you. That, uh, when I, going back just quick, oh, quickly sorry. to that, um, do you, when you um, – obviously, the, you know – there's ways to look at it, but like, you know, you, you lost so many times. Like when you see the people who win, are you like, and you don't have to get specific, but are you like, oh, you know what? They, that, that's actually oh, I'm so really, happy for yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, the one time, there was one time it happened like that. Mm. When, when I, I wrote, I lost, um, uh, to Randy Newman with my song I wrote for Pearl Harbor, There You'll Be. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's I wrote my him. personal favorite of yours, by the way. Oh, thank you. That's that one is, of that's, my That's my favorite. personal, personal. Thank you. That's, that's one of that's my, my That's the last song, one of the last songs my mom heard in mine. Oh, really? So it has oh, a special yeah. place oh, in my heart for that. Um, the, the, and I remember writing him a note the, the next day. Really? Going, I'm, I'm, you know, if I had to lose to somebody, I'm so happy you're finally winning. I mm. wrote him a really nice note. So I didn't oh, yeah, mind that. I, oh, at that point, yeah, Randy Newman had the record at that point. Yeah, I, I probably beat it at this point. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you know why? Because he was nominated for song and score. Yeah, there's very few. There, uh, there's very few of of the living uh, on the the o ofers we call them. Uh, there's the ofers. Y- the ofers. <laughs> it's you because I mean, let's Greg say, Russell. Greg Russell. Kevin um, O'Connell was a long for a long oh, yeah. time. And he, he wrote me a got, really nice note, you know, because he won on the twenty first time. Yeah. Like, and then um oh oh, there's one more too. Uh, oh, Thomas Newman. Thomas Newman is yeah. the big one it's, right now. It's for a composers. Newman family thing, huh? I know it is, and <laughs> and you you think, but he'll win. And my my thought has always been like not everyone has to win an Oscar. Yeah. Like I meant what I said in my speech. I I I mean that from the heart. Mm-hmm. It, it's not losing. Yeah, it's I make jokes. I make well, yeah, I'm a thirteen time. I'm mm-hmm. probably about to be a fourteen time loser, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's okay because it is really winning to to have the the respect of people. That I really respect. If you yeah. really look at the names of the people in the music branch, it's the best of the best. Yeah, it, it is. It's like you know they're the best composers on the, that are alive on the and and songwriters alive in the world. You know they only can pick five songs. Yeah, how can that? How is that? You know, not winning. So and that's it, what also, I mean. It that's what also becomes really that, that's I think what makes it more. Um, more profound and, and really speaks to the respect people have for you. Cause especially in, in recent years, the movies that you've written the songs for, these aren't like the avatars. These I know. aren't like, and Avatar block- didn't get, yeah, yeah, didn't get a- in. Avatar didn't even get in, you know, like you, like they are looking, they're seeking you out cause they know a Diane Warren song is in contention and they know it's really cool. It's, I don't, I don't take that for granted. Yeah. And you know, the songs are, these are good songs, you know, they're quality songs. Yeah. That stand, and of course they fit the movie, even if it's not a big movie. But what's good about some of my songs is they they live outside the movie for sure, and they resonate. They 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 make you feel something. Can I? I I've always wanted to really ask someone from the music branches, but I'm so glad I'm, you're going to be the first one I ever asked this to. 
So we, we pundits and like awards enthusiasts have had this discussion for a long time. We, I don't, I, I'm neither here nor there, but original song, is that a category? Do you believe that you have to see the movie in order to vote for the song? Like, do you think, is it the song itself or in the song in the context of the movie? Well, you do. I mean, as a for, voter, for you, me, yeah. I want to see the the movie and, and, and how the song. it plays for yeah. the movie. But that won't. But you know, a song could be at the in the end credits and maybe not in the movie. And if it's still it's a great song, it's still a great song. Mm. I, they had this rule a, a while ago that you had to judge it on how it's u- used, and you had to like actually go to a theater. That's why there was only like two songs some of those years. Remember? Oh like, yeah, the Rio years. I mean, who has time to go to a theater and then you know do all that? Yeah. So it's basically look, you know. It's it's how the song is used, but it's it's the quality of the song. That's what I judge it on. Mm. So the the song that's written, the, yeah. the actual song that's written. Yeah, so you know, so if you if you listen to the song, it could be in the movie in this really great part. But if it's a shitty song, yeah. like you know, you're, you're not going to vote for it. That's true. Okay, I'm, I'm glad to get clarity there because I just I, I was trying to figure. out. I was like, you know, because obviously there's like I think of something like um like Jai Ho, the Slumdog Millionaire year. Oh yeah 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 like. It's a, it's a it's a good song. It's and a great, it's the moment a, in the movie. The right? moment in the movie it, it comes and that alive. Won, didn't it? it won that year. Well, this will be probably the second time. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I'm cool. But listen, I, have, I get to go, I get to go to the dance. I get to go to the party. Oh yeah, that's gonna. Be, I'm fine. That's gonna be incredible. Actually, yeah. I have said I've been saying this for a few months. That's gonna now. be an amazing moment when that happens. I, I first of all, right? I, they, they need to kick the, off the. The Oscars would not do not do. I, I, they, yeah, they, I, I they, think they should. It just kicks it off, and then Sophia plays right in the middle of the of wow. the of the of the. I'm saying the Oscars were given a gift yeah. with this slate. Oh yeah, of, of song I mean, contenders. Look, look at all the people. It's that you. Are, it's David Byrne. Yeah. It's it's Rihanna, uh, Rihanna Sophia, yeah. Lady Gaga. Yeah, like it's, it's kind of like it's Super Bowl. Yeah, a it, is, show. it is. <laughs> Let's go. They should have. One of my friends suggested that they should have like a halftime show on the Oscars. I, I don't know why there. Aren't, I think that's a really good idea. I too. think I don't know why there aren't movies trailers like playing like on loop. Like yeah. like all they, they should just make a Super Bowl extravaganza right? movie movie style. And then you'd state no one would turn off because they're waiting for exactly. the halftime. But wait, um, well, I guess the dangers they turn it off after. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Maybe. <it's- laughs> um, uh, two more questions for you. Just uh, looking, uh, what I've been saying the last few months. Uh, you know, this is your 14th nomination. Yeah. And if and if it's not this, now time, it's catching up to my emotional yeah, age. But, uh, <laughs> 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 um. I like listen. I love doing year in advance predictions because they're always like you know off the kill kilter stuff. Yeah. But I think you're gonna win next year. It's gonna be so meta. Yeah, it won't be. The, it's not gonna be this year. I'm that, go, I'm cool. Yeah, I'm cool with it. But if it's not this year, next year, yeah, I know you have a song coming oh, for the yeah. documentary. That that and and I, I the, 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 the eighty for Brady song. 80, I'm yeah. excited about. I, love I got the, some I, superstars I, I, on. That. I love the eighty for Brady song, but mm-hmm. I want the meta <laughs> like Diane Warren one original song for the yeah. doc that's about Wouldn't her that be life. Cool? Like I, I wrote a great song for that. Yeah, I'm sure. I hope it comes this year. I, it's it's got to be the best thing you've ever done because it's it's, your it's stuff. one of them. <laughs> yeah, it's really great. I just have to find somebody great to sing it. How many? It's I mean, it's probably an impossible question to answer. How many songs do you think you have that haven't been released or let out into the oh, ether? Oh, a lot. A lot. Some of my best ones. Like, oh, you think like hundreds? Like, yeah. Like a yeah. Lot? Wow. I'm always on to the next one. So I'm, you know, I just was almost done with one, a great song today. 
you know, and then I'll, as soon as that's done, I'll I go right to the next one. Really? Yeah, but some of my best song, songs no one's heard. How many, how many songs do you think you write a month or well, a no, year? No, no, one a week. One a week? Yeah. One a week. Yeah. I'm on the schedule, too. I'm very, yeah. Um, who, what director would you want to work with that you wish they would just call you already and say write well, a song for my movie? Okay, so I, I would love to do something with Steven Spielberg. That's and we've sure. talked we've talked about it. <laughs> and you know, and I mean, it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. But I, I hope it Is does. Is he kicking the can down the road? Do I need to call him? Do I need to call Steven? Yeah, and be like, yeah tell him. Come on, I feel like Di- Diane's sitting there waiting. It almost happened one time, um, a movie a long time ago. But, you know, it, if it happens, it would be great. I, I, I respect him so much. Yeah. I um, love that he finds so much joy in, in what he does too yeah. and he's so brilliant and he can do so many different, you know, kinds of movies. And yeah. I remember one – the year like with Schindler's List and, and Jurassic Park uh-huh. the same year. Like – what a year. I really respect him. Yeah. Um, looking uh, through – I just want to go through – this is a, a little bit of a pop quiz on this. And we know that you are going to know all of them, so it's perfectly fine. But I'm going to name your nominated song. You tell me if you remember the song that won that year. Oh, God. I'm not going to remember. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, well, a couple – one I will or okay. two I will. Okay. So let's try this. Uh, I'll even I'll even make it a little easier. I'll go in order. So let's start with "Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now." I do know that it's um dir- the um have had the time of my life from Dirty Dancing. Mm. Great song. Yeah, it is a great, and that's one that like in the movie, like yeah. Has and, but the, it was oh. it was great because you love me. Um, I know what I lost to then. It was Evita. You must love me. Yeah. I remember Tim Rice calling me and saying, you should have won. <laughs> the next, he did. Like the next day, he's a lovely guy. Uh, what I remember, just interesting, that that was like the first year. Because I've been watching the Oscars since Silence of the Lambs. I'm about, I'm about uh, to say, I wonder if I was to say, well, I've been watching the yeah. Oscars since silent movies. <laughs> I've been watching since Silence of the Lambs. But I think the first like season, I kind of like was sort of invested in, invested in the way that you could watch it on TV as a – 11 year old was the Avita year because I remember the, the morning Oscar nominations came out and Madonna and Courtney Love missed and it was a huge deal. Wait, they what? They missed uh, Best Actress. Oh. Courtney Love and Madonna. Madonna for Avita, Courtney Love for the people who They didn't get Blair. nominated? They didn't get nominated. Madonna didn't get uh, No, she won, and she won the Golden Globe. And oh, it's for, interesting. It's like, it's, like Gaga. It's the only right. time, uh, I think it's one of two times in recent memory that a a Golden Globe winner for Best Actress Comedy or Musical didn't make the lineup and someone else that was nominated got nominated and won wow. the Oscar and that was Francis McDormand. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just, you know what's strange? That's what I mean, you know, back to what we were talking about before. Who remembers? Like uh, like in my mind, like Madonna was nominated. Yeah. You know, and Courtney Love for Larry Pe- Flint. Larry Flint, yeah. And she was great in that too. So people don't remember all that. Yeah. Like they remember like if so, something was, was great or not. That was the year that birthed uh, Edward Norton to the world, I remember, because he was in – Primal Fear that yes, year. that was a great and movie. And everyone says, I love you, and people were like, oh, okay. Wow. Um, 1987, How Do I Live? How Do I Live, yeah. What, oh, well, who can forget that? That was the year everybody went, let's just have fun. <laughs> you want to get drunk, go get drunk, because guess what was out that year? Yeah. Titanic. Uh, everybody, so no you, one were, no were, one had any false were, hope were you, on were that. Were you mad at Celine? Cause like, like, no. Like, just last year, I had you. Oh, of course not. Had, I know of you Of course weren't. not. I but was just like, happy listen, to last, be at the Last year, party. I had you, and then you come in here with Titanic. Yeah. Bitch. No, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 1998, I don't want to miss a thing. Okay. That's the one I don't – was it a Phil Collins song? 
It was, I believe it was, no, it wasn't. What was it? It was When You Believe, Princess Prince of uh, Egypt. Oh, Stephen wow. Schwartz. I did another song in that movie called um, I Will Get There that, um, that oh. Boys to Men did. Oh, is that, is that your suit? Yeah, yeah. Look at that. Was- yeah, I've been around. <laughs> uh, music of my heart. Okay, wait, hold on. What line? What? What? That's 1999. Okay. Uh, was that a Phil Collins song? That was. No, I know what it, the Phil Collins one was. I don't want to miss a thing. Okay. Um, I don't know what won that year. It was, no, it was Phil Collins that year. Uh, okay. You're right. You'll be in my heart. Yes. Tarzan. Okay. Okay. Uh, going to. There you'll be. Randy um, Newman. Hey, you know. It's all right. It's all right. I was, I was cool. We'll I was okay with that. I remember. I had a funny story. I remember uh, Paul McCartney also lost that year and I mm. and I remember standing outside like you know the lobby or something going if the if the seven year old me knew that she'd be a loser with Paul McCartney <laughs> and he didn't laugh because maybe he thought he was going to win and I, I was just like happy to be there <laughs> is it the first time you met him yeah it was the first oh, really? time I met him he did like he didn't really laugh he didn't that. really laugh at it uh. Um, Grateful from Beyond the Lights, which I, by the way, love that movie. They, love, isn't that a great movie? Love, Gina I, Price, I, by the wood. Oh, That's a great movie. Precious and Cargo. That, and that never got the attention. Nope. Google except, the Raw. Yeah, she like, was still, amazing. She is. That was a great, and Machine Gun Kelly was in the movie. I'm working with him, actually. Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, But what did I, God, I don't remember what I lost. I'll give you a hint. That was a crying Chris Pine in the audience. He cried during one of the performances that won. What was it? I, did I cry uh, too? Common, common and John Oh, Legend. right, 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 right. Uh, next year, it still happens to you. Okay. Uh, I remember what won. Mm, Don't even get me started. Uh, uh, um, yeah, that, that, um, and that was the year that of all the years, that's the year I thought I was going to win. Yeah. And it, I, we all, I predicted everybody it too. predicted. I don't know, like you know those moments when, like, cause, like after her performance, which was stunning with mm-hmm. all the survivors, and and she was hitting notes like out of the stratosphere. Yeah. That like that performance was insane. Commercial break, and the winner is, huh? <laughs> and mm. um, I was like, can you guys, can we have our votes back after <laughs> the performance and vote again? And then God. yeah, that was the one that. That was painful. Yeah. You know, that was painful. you feel like you were just right there. You, yeah. Right there. But you know what? It wasn't meant to be. And I, I did win the Emmy for, for that. Oh, yeah. You did. You yeah. Know? I forgot. I didn't, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 2017 is the Marshall song. Yeah. Stand up. One of my something. favorites, by the way. Yeah. And you lost to, I, again, one of those. Oh, what did I lose to? That uh, Coco. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's hard, to, it's hard to. And that was yeah, and that was a great song used within really well within the movie. I I was really proud of stand up for something, mm. and still am. It's like yes, become a, be. a become like a protest anthem. And Chadwick, so yeah, oh, Chadwick Boseman, um, really not. By the way, lovely, lovely guy. Uh, the the humble. I, met, I've, I met him twice, and I he was precious yeah, cargo. Just lovely. I love yes. how you say that. Uh, I'll fight from RBG. Was that Gaga? <laughs> That was, was it, Gaga. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that that was um that uh, was Stars, Stars Born. Born. Yeah, that was like not any chance there. Too. That, 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 Again, happy happy to be at the party. It was just happy to be. <laughs> you know, there. I'm like, hey, thanks for inviting me. I was I was not a popular kid. I didn't get invited anywhere. Um, the one I believed for a good amount of that season, I thought you were going to win. Iso C from Iso C. Yeah. I, okay. So that's another one. Ahead. I wasn't super bummed out when I didn't win, but I thought because it's on my dad's birthday, the Oscars <sighs> that year. Really. Yeah, and and then and then I have a friend of mine who who um one of my really good friends Leah that passed away like you know it was 
God, but eight, eight years ago, God, maybe it's more. She was like my best friend. Mm-hmm. And standing in line was at that weird Oscars ceremony at the, at Union Station. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. and, and, oh, what's her name? Um, that did the Hear My Voice song. Uh, oh, um, God. I'm about to say Jasmine Sullivan, not Jasmine no, Sullivan. The, uh, no, I just. I will, I will get it for you. Yeah, I forgot her name and she's great. She, she was telling me that her mom, her mom's best friend was my friend Leah's best friend. Oh. And I, as we were about to go into the theater. Celeste. Celeste, yeah. yeah. And, she, and, and so, and as we were like literally, cause they, they had people, you know, stay out cause of the COVID and all that. And right, she told me that when we were in line to go in, I go, that's, and I go to Laura Posey and I go, we're going to win. We're going to win. <laughs> I just got a sign, you know, cause, oh. cause that. And then, and then, you know, and then I didn't. And you know what? Her, you know, her yeah. won that year, you know, and I'm work, working with her and she's amazing. And, yeah. and that's all little, good. Little genius, her. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. somehow you do, somehow you do. What did from, I lose to that year? From four good days, which is just <laughs> last year. Well, that was last year. Yeah. Wait, wait, hold on. Just last oh, wait, wait, wait. What's wrong? See, I'm telling recent, you my. The what, recent ones are always tricky. Isn't it weird? Wait, wait, I'm going to remember this. Hold on. Wait, I can't. It's a similar. Char- there's a character from another one of your uh, another song that. Oh, what was it again? Oh, just remind James me. Bond. James. Oh no yeah, time I to get die. Fucked by James Bond. I've been fucked twice. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. G- 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 Thanks, James. No, fight, fight Daniel Craig. It's his fault. No, it's okay. <laughs> that one's that one was okay. I, yeah. I had no. The only one, the only one that was beaten by James Bond song that I yeah. was going to win was Is, yeah. "What Happens to You." And then it, it was at the time they had that that rule that it was eligible if it was a document a song from a documentary could be eligible for an Emmy and an Oscar. Ooh, and then that's and, and then I I won the Emmy for that. It's pretty cool. Emmys and Grammy. When 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 was your first Grammy? Uh, I've only won one Grammy, so my first was, was just my one. La- my first was my last. <laughs> Wait, what? That was for that was because, because you loved, loved me, me in the 18, 1896. Like, and that was, was song of the time. year, right? That year? No, no, I no. didn't even get that. I, I I it won best song from a movie. So, oh, really? That's the only uh, the only um, Grammy I won. But you know, a lot of people have won Grammys for singing my songs. Ah. So it's not my Grammy. So people might think, like, I'll say, like, you know, people think I have ten, like, what Kanye is like 25 and I have won hmm. that's 14 time Oscar nominee Diane Warren up for best original song this year for applause from Tell It Like a Woman Elvis DP Mandy Walker recently became the third woman ever nominated for best cinematography Variety's Jazz Tanke caught up with Walker to discuss capturing the tender and musical moments of Baz Luhrmann's biopic which stars Austin Butler and Tom Hanks. Jazz began by asking Walker how she found out she was an Oscar nominee. I'm in LA and my daughter's in New York and my husband's in Australia. And so I was here by myself. And um, I got up, watched it. We watched it together on Zoom. And then I ran around the lounge room in my pajamas on my own, just saying, yay. <laughs> and um, and then uh, immediately people were calling me and texting me to say congratulations. So it was just like a whirlwind of a day. Oh, my gosh. And it was a long day too because yes. what is started at like 5.30 in the morning. I know, it's so early. But what's so great, Mandy, is, you know, you have made Oscar history. You know, you've become the third woman to be nominated in cinematography. No woman has ever won. Like, what is that for? feel like for you given you know all the work that you've done you know and to be recognized 
like that. Uh, yeah, I look, it, it's just such a slow moving thing that um, that women are, are getting recognised, and I think it's great that now it's up to number three. It's slowly getting better and better, and I and I feel like um, you know there are more women cinematographers, but also. I think that people are, are recognizing that they're there and they're doing great work. And, and so it's been a long struggle to get, because as you were saying, I've been shooting for a long time. This is my first nomination, but, um, I'm glad that the, I feel like there's a kind of a positive wave coming through and it's getting better. Yeah. And then I realized like, you also scored a BAFTA nomination. Congratulations on that. Thank you. You're like the second woman ever to be nominated for a BAFTA in cinematography too. Like it, I know it's crazy. It's so crazy, but it, I'm, I'm really glad that more people like you, you know, you were saying that, that it's being recognized that more people realize that it, uh, and that it's happening. And hopefully I'm opening the door for other women and, and making people aware that there are more and more women shooting movies and um and you know just fingers crossed it's it, i'm not you know it's, it's it keeps going yeah and you know you and i've spoken so many times before but like you know working with baz on elvis like what was it like you know to hear elvis get nominated for best picture see the recognition for catherine and austin and you know the the music to the sound team like just across the board i think for, for me it's it's an honor to work with baz because i think he's a true visionary and he's a great collaborator and he's an amazing leader and i mean he's the reason why we've all been nominated for these craft awards that that um it's his vision that we've all accomplished and been recognized for and um so for me that that's just such a great a great experience yeah what has it been like you know working with him over the years like the shorthand that you've developed whether it's working on Australia Moulin Rouge or even like that you know working on the commercials with him like talk about how that you know how that works and you know you getting that call from Baz was like you know my next film is Elvis and you're going to be right by my side doing this with me. Like, Well, it's always really exciting for me. I mean, he, because he hasn't made many films in the last 20 years. Um, it's, and I have been working with him for 20 years since the first time we got together. It's been like a, a great collaboration that I know that if he calls, I'm there immediately, you know, there's no question. And he does involve me very early on in the, in pre-production, um, I think uh, I've probably mentioned to you before that, you know, I was there for Austin's audition and I was already there with the camera running around with my Leica looking at angles of Austin, seeing what looked more like Elvis, what where, you know, we were going to start looking at, at how he's shooting the performances and and developing like a language very, very early on. And that was like nine months or something before we started pre-production. So he gets me involved very early on. And, the, I mean, obviously Catherine Martin's there too very early. Then Karen Murphy came on pretty soon. And, and, the, and in fact, I think the same time as me and editorial. So he's getting the creative team together very early on and we start, you know, um, discussing options and doing our own research and coming together. And um, I think, it, you know, it starts with Baz and Story. 
and he communicates that to us and we we all get together and and work out the visual language and i feel like always um on his films because everybody's so involved very early that the, there's a harmony in in the visuals that starts with testing and different options so that by the time by the time we shoot there's a very a very coherent visual language to put together um that that is consistent and and that we and you know the whole thing about how the um, Elvis journey through all these different times and periods and periods in American culture, you know, it works, um, it flows because because of the work that's gone and the time that's gone into it. Yeah, and it is, you know, it, it's it's so much a commentary on the shift in American society, society and culture and, you know, Elvis is at the heart of that story. What I love, and we've talked about like the train spotting scenes where you, you know, we can watch footage from the 1968 concert and it's a mirror image. But I love those quiet moments, whether he's with his mother uh, or Priscilla, like talk about the lighting shift as this journey gets darker, right? And he's trapped, he's caught in the trap to quote, you know, suspicious minds, like that shift that we see. It's um you're exactly right. And for me the the directive was that the camera would dance with Elvis. It would fly when he flew. And then when there were those serious dramatic scenes, we would slow down and be um very elegant and observational. So the audience could feel the emotion and see the emotion in the faces of the characters. So, and be, um, the other thing is that I just wanted to show the progression of, of his life slowly does, as he, as you're saying, he gets more and more trapped and he ends up living in the hotel at the, at the, um, international, the Hilton. And, uh, and especially that scene comes, it comes to like a hedge, that scene where his father comes in and says, um, where, where, you know, and, and Austin realizes that he's, he, Elvis realizes that he can't leave the colonel and he, like, as you say, he's trapped. And then I had the light, um, go, is the, the lights of Vegas on his face and it's like it's sort of still affecting him and the kind of glitter and glitz is there all the time and then as he um his father leaves he closes the curtains it goes completely dark and to me that represented emotionally that that there is no turning back and and that's you know that's the, the finish of the options for him yeah one thing that I've talked about with Baz is the impact of this film. You know, Elvis, he's introduced Elvis to a whole new generation. You know, it felt like there was like, is Elvis known? You know, like it wasn't. Now, you know, young kids have seen it. They know who he is. What is it like for you to be a part of this that like Elvis is now in the ether again? I think um, it's it's I think it's really exciting and I think that we were always really cognizant of the that um when we were shooting that you know we're introducing Elvis to a young audience so the a lot of the visual um impact had to be in a modern sense it's the same as what how Baz does with music because introducing like Doja Cat and the the rap um 
part of the songs and, um, you know, that there's there's kids like 10 years old love the movie because it's visually stunning and it and it's like um like a spectacle for them and also they they're reacting to the music which is amazing that 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 he's reintroduced it but also there's people like us that remember Elvis and then there's my parents who are 87 who've seen the film four times in the cinema <laughs> because they can relate to the history of it. So it's kind of got something in there for everybody. Yeah, that's amazing. Was there, like, I, I know the, the first shot, the first sequence you shot was the 68 special, but, like, was there another scene that you're like, you know, I talk about the film so much, I talk about that scene so much, but there's one scene that really nobody talks about and I want to talk about it. Um, probably, probably for me, uh, one of the things that I think I'm really proud of visually, besides the, the concerts, because as you know, you were saying, we talked about before the train spotting and, and, you know, one of the biggest challenges for me was recreating that, um, concert in Vegas, the first concert and, the, and, uh, how we shot that in a 20 minute take, you know, from behind the stage all the way down the side of stage to on stage and Austin went into four songs. That to me was my biggest challenge. But another thing I I think um, resonates with me in what we did was when we shot Young Elvis and his first impressions of music and dance where he goes to the Duke joint in Tupelo, little 10-year-old Elvis, and he's watching that dancing and um, uh Big boy Crudup playing the guitar, yeah. and that impact of seeing, you know, the the way I lit it was so that it looked like a little nightclub, you know, with follow spots coming in, but really it was sun shining, and it was sort of looking like, um, and the and the whole thing of his introduction to, you know, the the um, sexuality of the dancing, and then you know he goes to the Pentecostal ter- church and. There's a shaft of light that shines on him as he becomes, um, you know, enamoured with with the moment and, and ends up falling into the arms of the congregation. So to me, I kind of wanted to echo the future and how special those moments were for him, but the influence of them for him as well in, in a kind of a, a visual cinematographic way. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, the one question, Mandy, and I'm going to let you go. We've never, I've never actually asked this uh, for you before, but like, what is your favorite Elvis song? Oh, I have <laughs> to say it's Unchained Melody. And for me, like, I still, it, it brings me to tears when I watch that last scene in our movie. Um, and as we were shooting it, my camera prays were crying and we all, I feel like it's such a moving song, but it's, it's even more special because it is his last song and it's the last time we see him. So I have to say it's that. Yeah. That was an incredible sequence. And, you know, even now when you go back and watch, you're like, wait, oh, wait, that's, that's the, you're so enchanted by Austin's performance that when you do see it's the real Elvis, you, your jaw just hits the floor every single time. Yeah. It's very moving, isn't it? Yeah. And you're like, and you're hearing that's that's the real Elvis at, at that point because it switches, right? It's like young Elvis yeah. is Austin and then onwards it's. Yeah. Next. It's, it's uh, 
I'm pretty sure it's Elvis singing the whole time. So Austin's miming, but yeah. he's so great at miming and um, that you can't tell. And I mean, you know, the other really exciting thing for me, I just have to say, is working with Austin and how incredible a performer he is and how he let us dance with him on the stage. And he, he's just also such a great person and, and, and human being and worked so hard. And we were just also enamored and respectful of him the whole time. He's just incredible. Amazing. What did you do to celebrate, Mandy? You're the oh, nomination. I haven't done anything yet because I've been here on my own. I'm, I'm going out with some friends tomorrow and, um, I was here by myself having a glass of wine, but but no, I haven't really done anything yet. Any nothing official. So I'm looking forward to when when my family comes back too. We'll we'll definitely have a little celebration. That's Oscar-nominated cinematographer Mandy Walker from the film Elvis. And that's it for this edition of Variety's Award Circuit Podcast. Zachary Levin edited this episode and Michael Schneider is the producer. Be sure to subscribe to the Award Circuit Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download podcasts. Also, head on over to Variety.com and click on the Award Circuit tab to find the latest Oscar predictions and key races, as well as your daily fix of news, analysis, and reviews. For Jazz Tanke, Janelle Riley, and Michael Schneider, I'm Clayton Davis, and we'll see you on the circuit.